Three, two. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Episode 41. Um, this week, we're going to talk about what's going on behind my shoulder with the home run derby, but it's also MLB All-Star Week. Um, so if you're a Red Sox fan, no baseball until Friday. Thank God. After that tumultuous uh, series with the Yankees. Um, but as you can see, if you're watching on YouTube and you're going to hear shortly, our good buddy, Leland Reed is back with us tonight. Leland. Yes, sir. Awesome. Great to have you back. You know, like I told you before we jumped on the podcast, you know more about baseball than probably Kevin and I combined. Um, that is a fact. Especially Kevin. A fact. <laughs> <laughs> I might know a couple of players. I don't even know if Kevin knows that. I mean, I as much as I used to, but I'll try my best to be the expert. Oh, you'll still beat us. You're good. Like, it's fine. We don't really do much uh, baseball talk. We, we literally, last week, we're talking about it. We're going, we don't talk any other sports, but baseball, we just don't talk about because we don't know anything. Yeah. It's just I mean, like that's... it's baseball is such a long season. It's a hundred plus games. Like, just think about. There's so many, and baseball is in the summer. Summertime, you know, you're out and about. So, like, unless you're, like, just chilling at home, you're really, you're probably not watching baseball. And me, for baseball, I'm a person that I like to, I'd rather be there at the game because I think it's a great, like, uh, sport to watch in person. But it's hard for me to sit down and watch baseball for some reason. I don't know why. I mean, that sums up the problem with Major League Baseball. And, I get it's boring and it's not as easy to pay attention to, but like you guys are talking about, you guys can name five players probably. And I can name Red Sox players. Right. Right. And the major leagues have so many cool young players and they just are so bad at marketing those young players. And it's funny mm -hmm. that we bring this up because when I'm interviewing people for work, for positions at work, my last question to them is always, if you could run, um, digital ads for any company, like be in charge of their digital strategy, who would it be and why? And they always tell me, and then I go through my answer, and my answer is always Major League Baseball because they're just bad at it. They're so bad at marketing their young stars. And I mean, the home run derby is good, but you have to market them year round. You can't just do it while the home run derby is going on. Yeah. And they, I, don't they have a guy who's won it now two times in a row? Yeah. Back? And it's like, I get it. You, It's almost like Dwight Howard in the dunk contest four years in a row, you're like, okay, we're done with you. Move on. Right. You've won. Like, it's yeah. cool that Pujols is, is in the home run derby, which I think is cool yeah. because he, it's his last He's retiring this year, yeah. right? Right. Yep. He's done. And it just, it's like what they did with Poppy when it was his last year. Threw him in the home run derby. Did yep. he do okay? Yeah. But let's, it's got to, it's start to age out these guys. Like, I know living in New York, everyone loves Judge and Stanton for mm -hmm. the Yankees. I'm sorry. They're don't not forget very about uh don't forget about Alonzo from the Mets. Yep. Oh yeah, that kid too. He's good. Yeah, that's who's won it two years in a row. Yeah, he's the guy who keeps winning the Derby. But mm -hmm. like Judge, I don't really know how remarkable he truly is. Stanton, he goes from hitting 500 home runs in one year to barely hitting 20 every year yeah. now. So yeah. I don't know. It, yeah, 
the I mean, when you're looking at players, you have guys like Juan Soto from the Nationals, who's in the news this week. Oh yeah, don't worry, we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that shortly. Yeah, uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. I I mean, there are so many good young players that people just that should be household names. Vladdy Jr. Right, Vladdy Jr. You can look at the Blue Jays roster up and down and name four or five players that are like that. It, it's just yeah. nobody yeah. knows who they are. That's true. I'll be honest. The only way I've actually known baseball players is because I've gotten stuck into this new card collecting hobby. Mm -hmm. When I go on the live sales, a lot of them are these baseball players and they're like, it's always Boba Shett. It's Ronald Acuna Jr. It's Mm -hmm. Juan Soto. Uh, And my favorite shout out to the dual hitting pitcher, Shea Otani. It's always those guys that I that, and those are the re- reason I know anything about baseball. So shout out to card collecting because I swear I probably wouldn't be able to know anything else other than like Vlad Jr. and then people that are on the on the Yankees. Yep. Yeah, and those are should be household names shortly. And then right. you had MLB draft was what yesterday. Yesterday and today, I think. Number one overall pick. Matt Holiday's son. Yep. Holy wow. crap. Do yep. I, does that make me feel old? And I feel bad Man. for him because he's now feeling ancient. And the number two was Andrew Jones' son. Yep. And oh, ha- my gosh. And like Andrew have- Jones from the Braves? Yeah. 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 We are officially old. old. It's okay. Wow. For, the, for the Red Sox, they have – the Brockton, I think the Brockton Rocks or whatever it is, the summer league college team has four former Red Sox players' sons, Manny Ramirez Jr., Pedro Martinez Jr., Poppy's son, Millar's son, and then Sheffield from the Yankees' son on it. It's like I'm sitting there going, if I'm a Red, as a Red Sox fan, I'm going, how the hell do I get – Four out of five, three out of five. How many of those guys I can get? Because if you could bring in even just a Pedro son and a Poppy's son, you're golden for the next 20 years. Everyone's mm-hmm. going to still be able to wear the same jerseys. So we'll <laughs> yep, see. Absolutely. Um, we'll jump into the sports update. Tiger Woods this past weekend missed the cut at St. Andrews. Kind of was expected. I, I didn't watch any of the, the open at all. Uh, I was texting my buddy who watched it, and he said the final walk to over the bridge to, 18, to the 18th hole, you could see he was really hurting. He was mm-hmm. not looking good. Very emotional. Um, do you think this is it? Do you think this is finally he's done at this point in his career? Hmm. Well, I mean, I feel like so like on Twitter, they showed that picture of him like walking to the 18th hole. And I don't. Yeah. Amazing picture. And I'm feeling like it's close. Maybe we'll see him try for maybe another major or so if his body feels up to it. But the way everybody has been talking, I feel like it's coming soon. And I think it's a matter of us who have been watching Tiger and just appreciating his greatness while we have him. Because once he leaves, golf ain't going to be the same. Yeah. Golf's in a weird position where Tiger is still the most popular player on tour. 
and he doesn't really play all that often. And I think we are close to the end with him. Um, I I mean, I think he'll still play in majors. He'll still play in the Masters for as long as he can. He loves that course. Um, Anytime he can get in the open, I think he'll play in that if it's a course that suits his game. But I, he's already said he's not going to play as much next year. I, I wouldn't expect him to play. I don't know. I'd be shocked if he played in 10 tournaments next year. I just, I, I don't see it. I'm shocked he played as, you know, granted he's played what, three tournaments this whole year because of coming yeah. back from his surgeries and everything. Simple fact he's playing golf. Right. Hats off to him for that. I, if I'm him, I'm looking at four or five tournaments all next year and saying, I could come in last place and be totally fine. I don't care. Yeah. I think yeah, it, it's, it's tough. And as a fan, it's tough because everyone loves Tiger. It, yeah. It's rare to find somebody that doesn't love Tiger. But the PGA Tour is also in a good position where there are popular players up and coming. But and they're leaving, seeing, aren't they, for that live or live, yeah. or however you say it? Yeah, you have Dubai. some of the guys playing in live. And I... I think live is a flash in the pan. I don't think it'll last Yeah, because there's the biggest thing holding them back. There's no TV contract. If they had a TV contract, maybe I, I could see it taking off. And they're throwing a lot of money. No offense. I, Phil Mickelson's good, but if right, I, I wouldn't give that man that much money. No, no, never. So, I mean, it, we'll see what's happening there, but I don't think, I don't think you're going to see golf's popularity decline when Tiger hangs up his cleats I, I because there are a lot of cool again like baseball there's a lot of cool young golfers that are fun to watch I mean you have the beef with Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau they hate each other when they're both playing well in a tournament it's fun to watch them antagonize each other so I mean the storylines are there live we'll see what happens there again with no tv contract I don't know how long they can last because nobody's going to go to Facebook or YouTube to watch that so if they get a TV contract, that's a game changer. But for now, I, I think the PGA is still in a good position. I think it, you also – it's interesting when you're seeing someone like Joe Dirt win the Open yeah. <laughs> yesterday, and you're seeing guys that never in a million years you'd think would win some type of tournament. I 100% seeing the numbers and seeing day by day, I was like, Rory's got the Open. Mm-hmm. He's finally going to win it. It's not, no. Comes in like uh, third. Yeah, his putter failed him going down the stretch yesterday. He just he couldn't make a putt to save his life. Ugh, that sucks. Kevin, this one is for you. Um, oh, really? This is something we talked about, I don't even know, so many episodes ago about when college basketball started the season, they played out either an Air Force base like West Virginia did against AM a few years back on an air uh, carrier, all that stuff. Well, you got your wish. Gonzaga is playing Michigan State on the USS Abraham Lincoln to start off the basketball season. So we will get to watch an outdoor game, most likely be affected by some type of weather and a slippery court. Yay. Well, I mean, (laughs) they they just got to figure it out. I mean, where is the US Abraham, whatever the hell it's called? It's probably up in California. I think it's in San Diego. All right, so they just got to make sure they pick a good day where it's not going to be rain. Well, just make sure it's always planned months and months in advance. Yeah, so fingers crossed they get no rain. 
and, you know, make sure the boat is properly secured so no water seeps in. Uh, I think that was one of the problems with the last time they were on the boat is that the water from the way the court was set up, it just water was, it was making it too slick on the, on the bottom. Yeah. So it they was were the, slipping. It was the UNC Michigan state game. I remember watching that. They had to stop three or four times because just to like wipe the floor, wipe the floor, but also the, I guess the days before it was extremely humid. So the mm. court was getting, there's too much vapor, water vapors in the court. So it's like, okay, well, that's fine. It happens. Um, but I do like watching this is, that makes it a little bit more fun to see if these yeah. guys can actually play in that type of environment. Yeah, it's cool. And why don't they play somewhere like Rucker Park or something like that? <laughs> that's like, dude, what that's I'm saying. Cool outdoor game. Dude, if they, so fun. if they did that, I don't give a shit how much the ticket was. I would go or I would just try to find a rooftop close enough where I could have binoculars. I would 100% be there. Yeah, it'd be yeah. so they, they have it for the TBT where the yeah. Rucker Park is one of the, like, I guess, like, play-in divisions. Yeah. And it worked out perfectly fine. Yeah, so I think of it, TBT. TBT is here. Yeah, yeah, college, college basketball, basketball is there, is something else. Sure. Yeah, so, yeah, of course, sure. But I still think you could go to one of those legendary courts, put mm-hmm. the hardwood over it, you, it, oh, we're gonna put hardwood down. No way. They have to play on what's there. Nope. They would put. They would probably they put would hardwood on top because yeah. of the fact that they would claim, "Oh, well, it's not fair. We're playing on concrete. That's why we lost the game." No, you put a hardwood floor over it. You got the money. They, somebody will have the money to do it, and just play at Rucker Park. Like they have the scenery. They'll they'll fill it up really quick. They can sell it out. They, they can do something fun with like a watch party and somewhere in like, in like the different boroughs. But I, I, I agree with you, uh, Leland. Like, I don't understand why they haven't tried that yet. Yeah. It, it makes no sense to me. I agree with you. They got to lay the hardwood down. I mean, Merritt, I'd rather see them play. On yeah. The asphalt, I, but I, they would lay. And I mean, the schools have the money. If the schools that are in, in the NCAA can pay to play on an aircraft carrier. I think they can lay some hardwood down over top of Rucker Park for a night. Yeah. 100% agree. That would be so we'll see how that goes. That would be fun. Yeah. Um, so here's what Leland kind of noted to not too long ago. Juan Soto uh, has been in the news past couple days uh, because he turned down one of the largest, if not the largest contract mm-hmm. in MLB history of $440 million. With the Nationals. Uh, we all know the Nationals, what, they won the World Series in 2017? Maybe 20, 2019. 2019, somewhere around there. Because I know the Red Sox won in 2018. It was the last time we won. So it's like right in that same ballpark. But, mm-hmm. yeah, he doesn't want to be there anymore because they went from first to worst to, again. Um, and apparently the Nets – I mean, not the Mets and the Yankees are the two front runners to potentially trade for him. But the rumor is it's a Kevin Durant sized trade. So mm-hmm. you have to give up the farm plus at least two, three good players that you already have on, in the lineup for him. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to basically ruin your farm system for a few years in order to get Soto. Um, 
is he worth that? Probably. Uh, I mean, he's 23, 24 years old and one of the best players in the league. So I, I think he probably is worth that kind of trade and worth giving up the prospects and the players that you would have to give up. He's a game changer and he can win a title for you by himself. He's that good of a player turning down that kind of money. If you don't want to be where you're playing at, I get it. It, It's wild to see that number and see somebody turn it down because I mean, I think it's just human nature to be like, yeah, I would take that in a heartbeat. Well, yeah, all of us would, but I would take like a hundred hundred million dollars in a heartbeat or a million hundred thousand dollars right now <laughs> that's true you know yeah. what someone gave me 10 grand i would be like thank you right thanks right so i mean i i get it i get you want to play somewhere you want to play somewhere you're going to win so um you got to do what you got to do i guess it's interesting that the nationals cannot keep a player that they've had their best players just continue to leave bryce harper left Trey Turner left. I mean, it, it's a pattern where Who these guys the, are turning down contracts. Who is the uh, Strasburg was the pitcher? Yeah, he, he's gone, right? He, I don't know where he is to be honest. He couldn't stay healthy. Yeah, when he, was healthy, he, was, he was incredible. When he was healthy, that no one could touch him. No. All no, I say I'm, I'm as sure a Yankees fan, hey, sell your farm system. You can figure it out later. Right. You know, New York is a place that. They want to win, and they want to win now. If he can yeah. go to the Yankees, that would be amazing. I would hate if he went to the Mets as a Yankee fan. I feel like it's just the Mets, just like my Knicks, are allergic to success. It's just it wouldn't end well for him there. But if he went to the Yankees and we gave up the farm, I think they would do what they could. And, hell, if it puts the Yankees in the playoff picture to win the World Series, I think it would be all worth it for them. So he's – uh. Still with the Nationals. Hmm. He's been with the Nationals his whole career. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, the Yankees are already probably the best team in baseball. The Dodgers, can they have a say in that too, but the Yankees are definitely the best team in the AL. And to add him, I mean, you're pretty much almost guaranteeing a World Series win with his offense. And I know baseball is a funny sport, and it doesn't always work that way. But, I mean, I – they'd be the favorite by far if they had Soto. Yeah. They're already the, the favorite to win yeah. the world series. And wow. If- are they really? Cause like, I felt mm-hmm. like when I start, when I, I, I gradually started to try and like, you know, I do it every year. I try to like sit and like watch in the beginning. I keep up a, a tiny bit and then the Yankees start losing again. And then I'm like, Oh, it's the same thing. But then I realized that they were winning a lot. Like yeah, they, for the last couple of months, they just put, in two games, they put up 24 runs on the Red Sox. The I mean, Red Sox amazing. scores four. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I just think about, like, when we were younger, the Yankees would do, like, a big deal, and then they would make the World Series. So, I mm-hmm. feel like this is really right up the rally. Like, I think back, like, I think back when they brought in A-Rod or they brought some in, like, Johnny Damon and those type of players. Sorry, I didn't mean to hurt your. They never won with Johnny Damon. It's okay. I thought they did. Did they not? No, they haven't won since the early two thousands. They they won two thousand and nine. Am I right? Is their last one? Yeah, yeah. and that was well, that's when they played and they lost to the Phillies. I think they lost to the Phillies. Okay, because I I feel like I remember they at least won one and they still had like that core four there. Mm-hmm. 
And then I know they lost when they like they they lost a couple other ones. Yes, in the between they, they took Damon in 05. and Damon played with them until like oh eight, and then he went to Tampa, I think. And then the 09. next year, I, the Yankees won. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. My God! All right, we'll see. Johnny Damon's poison. That's what it is. Oh, Except when goodness. he was on the Red Sox, because he was yeah, he was Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Jesus yeah. hair and the Jesus beard. Yep. Man, hit a freaking, what was it? it a home, home run and a grand slam against the Yankees in one game. It was great. Mm-hmm. Greatest thing to watch is watching the Yankees implode. It's a great feeling as a Red Sox fan. I love it. We might lose some some of our following because of those comments. Um, sorry. All right, so Ooh, we're going to. Rodriguez just hit 24 home runs. He just hit 24? Holy. Yeah, he's still got a minute left. Who wait? Who just who just hit the all these home runs? Julio Rodriguez from the Mariners. Okay, I've heard about him too. Heard he's about good. him. I'm he's sad. Got a lot of, he's got a lot of good card value. Is Vladdy Jr. not in this year? No, he's, he's <sighs> not doing it this year. Man, I would just like to see a home run derby with him, his dad, and his younger brother. Those three, yeah. and then like throw Poppy in and his son. That'd be I'm fun. Good. I'm good for the rest of the day. I don't need anyone else. Um. Okay, so we have two things about LeBron. We'll start with a nice thing, though it'll, it, we can turn it into a bad thing. Um, he played in the Drew League on Saturday for the first time since 2011, dropped 42 points, missed the final f- free throw that could have brought the game to overtime and his team lost. But the stands there were packed. Mm-hmm. Like you were standing room only, and they had – what maybe a foot around the edge of the court because yeah. of that. So it is crazy to see his name, how still how his name will translate into that type of environment. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Oh, I, I love it. I love it. I love that. He was able to get out there. Like you said, we haven't seen him since 2011, because if you think about it, since 2012 on, he's been playing in the playoffs, adding that depending on the year, He's been playing in the Olympics. So when has he had time to go and do these things? I'm like, I, I, I say this and Mary, you and I talked about it off air. We, this is the time and period where I know we have a lot of LeBron haters in the world, but right now you guys, people just got to appreciate what this man is doing right now, how healthy he is for being in the year for 20 plus years. And he's allowed, he's still able to go to your local program and throw up 40 plus double-digit rebounds. Yes, they may have lost the game, but still, you know, he's still one of the one of the best out here. It's it, Him going to the Drew League reminds me of when Kobe went to the Rucker uh, when he won his championship. I think yeah. I want to say in like 04. And I would love to see LeBron hit the Rucker. Or if he goes to Berry Farms in D.C., like all of these, you know, programs that happen during the summer – down in North Carolina or down up in Seattle where Jamal Crawford has a pro-am. I would love to see him just maybe before he retires, he just hopped in one of them. I think it would be a lot of fun. It'd be good for the sport, good for the culture. And, you know, we got to appreciate this while we have it because yeah. father time is undefeated against every man. Except so, for Tom Brady, except for that one man. It's true. Somehow well, keeps, keeps evading him. Yeah, eventually they'll hit him too. But I think, you know, 
I, the, the best is I just love uh, he put on his Instagram, you know, he's just want to run up and down, get in the groove and we'll just take it from there. And I love how he covered the Adidas logo as a loyal Nike, Nike brand athlete, just covering on the chest. That was and, great. Yeah. I mean, who I would love to see more guys hit the Drew League and see who else is going to be playing these programs. DeMar DeRozan is always at the Drew League. Mm-hmm. You know, I would love to see Kevin Durant, you know, prance around there. I would even love someone like Steph Curry or like a LaMelo Ball or Jason Tatum to prance in these courts too. I'd love to see them show off their games. That would be fun. I think anything like that is cool. And like Kevin said, DeRozan was – he had a hell of a game too. I mean, those two guys put on a show. And I think it is – like Kevin said, it's good for the sport in general just to get those guys out there and playing. Um as a Cavaliers fan and as a LeBron fan, he's the greatest of all time just because of everything that he does. I will go to my grave saying that, but anytime you can bring publicity and I mean, the Drew league always gets publicity during the summer, but not like you saw Saturday. So anytime you can do that and bring more eyes to the game, it's a good thing. Yeah, that's true. He, uh, he brought a lot of attention to, really a league that has blown up over the past probably 10 years more with social media, how, you know, that has exploded lately. Um, but it is Leland, good for the league. I have a question for you. Just a divvy off topic for super quick. So a lot of people have been putting up like top 10 NBA players of all time right now. And a lot oh, of people boy. have been putting in Steph Curry in the top 10. Now, two questions. Would you put Curry in the top 10? And if you do, who are you taking out? That's a good question. And I am a capital H Steph hater. Um, okay. Okay. Good I, to don't, know. I do not like Steph. I respect what he does, but I do not like Steph whatsoever. I mean, if you're not putting him in the top 10, and he definitely has an argument for top 10 greatest of all time. When you look at his resume, he is the greatest shooter of all time. I hate to admit it, but I, I mean, the shots he makes are just ridiculous. I Is he a top 10 player? I mean, you've got guys like LeBron, Jordan, uh, Bill Russell, Chamberlain. You know, you have all those older guys in that mix, too. Mm-hmm. I, I can go either way on if he's a top 10 player or not. I, if he's not, he's right on the edge. Um, they win one more title. He has another good year. Sure. And I think if he stays healthy, he does have another MVP caliber year in there. I, I wouldn't be shocked by that at all. So uh, I don't know. I, he He's top 15. I'll give him that. He's top 15 without a doubt. Okay. Yeah. So I sent you guys both a text message and it was a photo of the top 10 of who was in it. So from this photo, if there was anybody that you would take out, because for some reason, whoever did this photo didn't put LeBron in, and I, which I think is a travesty. I think, in my opinion, I would take out Wilt Chamberlain for this photo and sub him mm-hmm. out for LeBron. Because, yeah. look, Wilt hasn't won as much as everybody else in this photo. So for just everybody on YouTube, I have a photo right now just to put it out for you. They have top 10, so it's pretty much, it's Larry Bird, Shaq, Tim Duncan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Kobe, Bill Russell, Steph Curry, Will Chamberlain, Magic Johnson, and, of course, Michael Jordan. In my opinion, I think I would remove Wilt and I would put LeBron in instead. 
because of what LeBron has done. I think about it this way. LeBron has won with his friends. He's won it with his hometown. He's won it in a big market. I don't think out of anybody in this group here, I don't think any of them can say that. Well, there's one person on this list that can literally say he's won with no top 75, only one other 75, top 75 player of all time in Michael Jordan. He only played with, actually played with two because Rodman and Pippen rather. Mm-hmm. LeBron has played with almost 10. Okay. With a lot of them. LeBron has definitely had help. LeBron has yeah. had a lot more help than anyone else on that list. Though Curry's had a lot of help, and because mm-hmm. of the, the way the game has changed, Curry has become one of the best shooters of all time. Because huge change in the game. We step away from power basketball. We now look at just throwing the ball up from all over this, anywhere on the court, see what happens at this point. So um, I don't think, personally, if I had to look at it, Steph is number 11 on that list, and LeBron is number 10. I would okay. never, I will never put LeBron in the top five. Okay. I don't think yeah. I, I personally cannot do it because I'm a, I love what he does this like off the court. I think what he's done for Akron, for all those kids in Akron, all this stuff has been fantastic. I hate what he did to the game of basketball as a normal basketball fan. He made it go from this great league to watch this power basketball that we all were so much was fun to watch to being complaining to bitching to babying his way out of things, getting to a point of like, well, I'm just going to play with my friends and this is going to work. Dude, shut the hell up. Go play basketball. Don't care that you play with your best friends. Stop trying to do this five different ways. Like enough is enough. Well, to play devil's advocate, I'm pretty sure there was a team that started the whole bringing stars together. And I'm pretty sure it could have been those Celtics that won in 08 against my Lakers. Oh no, you could, keep, you could go further Pierce. back. You could go further back. It's the Celtics and Lakers the whole time. Yeah. And the Pistons and yeah. all of it. Yeah. Yeah. But so like, I they, mean, there's a difference there. LeBron, Bosch and Wade had conversations in the off season saying, we're going to Miami. Nothing happened for the Celtics in that 2007 trade with the Nets until draft night, where literally the Celtics got on the phone and said, we're going to trade for Allen. And Garnett literally told them, I'm not coming to Boston unless Allen will be there. If Allen's there, I'm in. But you cannot, I'm not, because he had a no trade clause. He had to remove the no trade clause for that trade. So it wasn't like they were planning anything. It was, Roll the dice, and it worked out perfectly. LeBron has picked where he wants to play and picked the teammates he wants to play with. So to me, true. I don't, as a basketball fan, I don't like that. I hate that. Just take what's given to you, work with it, and don't be a GM because that's not your job. See, I'm the opposite. I like that he does that. I like that KD does it. I like that they all do it. I hate KD. NBA, well, just pro sports teams, owners in general are all sleazeballs. So anything the players can do to take the power, I'm all for it. 
I love it because I am with, I'm with the players. Don't let the owners make the decision. You're the one that makes the money. You're the one that goes out there every day and does this for a living. Play where you want to play. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. It's one of those things. It's like it's a it's all dependent on when you grew up, when it is, when you watch basketball. It's all subjective. We could probably have a whole podcast on this. I'm just arguing. Of just going in circles. (laughs) Going in circles. It would just be a continuous like tornado of thoughts and Mm -hmm. nowhere near an ending. It would never end. Everyone will have a different opinion. It is totally fine. Everyone's very much allowed to have their own opinion, have their own commentary about everything. Just respect the other person's opinion and move on with your life. Um, The other thing I want to call out about LeBron, and this is why I also don't like him, is because he's a sleazeball. (laughs) Leland can't read this, but I, Kevin can. So LeBron on his show, The Shop, his barber shop show that he does, um, was asked a question about Boston fans. And he, four or five years ago, was asked the same exact question. And he said the opposite. So this time around, he said, yeah, Boston fans are racist. First off, that's a blanket statement. Yes, are there racist fans in Boston? Hell yeah, because it's not... It's a slightly racist city. But if you went to New York, are there going to be racist fans there? Are you going to go to LA? Are there going to be racist fans there? They're everywhere. So instead of pointing out one fan base and saying, yeah, they're, they're, they're racist and just doing a blank statement, I'm like, okay, that's great. You just pissed off all of New England, which has less people in LA, than LA itself. It's fine um, with that one comment. But five years ago, they asked you the same question. You know, like, he goes, no, I've never had any issues with racism in Boston. Nothing's ever happened. And he's come out and said it repeatedly until this moment. Worst part is he's a, an owner of the Red Sox. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's a partial owner with uh, Fenway Sports, Sports Group. So he also owns part of their soccer team and stuff now, too. Well, I mean, my response to that, I mean, maybe he's had a change. So when when was the first comments he had about Boston? 2017, but he's been asked it over that that time period, too. So So 2017, where was LeBron playing? Was he still in Cleveland at that time? Yes, he was in Cleveland. So I think probably part of that statement comes from him joining the Lakers and then uh, being assimilated into that Lakers Celtics rivalry. Um, you know, I think about when you like you put this on there. I literally was also at the same time watching Winning Time on HBO Max, where they talk about the Lakers Showtime and pretty much the boss they talk about, where obviously the way they put it in the show is obviously a little more dramatic, but right. they, they talked about how you know when you go to Boston. The locker room is a complete piece of shit. They pretty much make it a dump on purpose because you're the away team. And because it's the Lakers, they make it even worse. The fans, like, when they're trying to get the bus out of there, they're going to, like, bang on your bus and, like, yell at you and, you know, tell you you're a piece of shit and, you know, say that Boston forever. So I when, when you put this on, it's like, I think it's just part of the heat of that longtime rivalry where – he probably was called some racial slurs on the court in Boston. And, you know, he's probably over time is 
know from over time and being a part of the Lakers organization and having to assimilate to those, you know, the, the long-term legendary rivalries that he's been a part of now, it's like, all right, well, I guess what people have said, maybe Boston is a little bit racist oh, with I, some of their fans, which I can hundred percent believe, you know, it happens everywhere. Uh, but I think that's, he probably just said it in terms of just that legendary rivalry and that, you know, I get it. He, he owns a piece of Boston, but you know, I, I think it's just in the heat of the moment and he's on his shop show. So I'm sure yeah. he, did he say anything response into that when he talked about there was already like a, another like post response after he didn't really say much more besides saying that Boston fans were racist. That was like really the end of it. He was like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. like gave a couple examples. Like, all right, great. But like, to me, it's always the when an athlete comes out and does the blanket statement. Boston yeah, and fans. it doesn't help the media. No. You know, throws it on fire. Yeah, that doesn't help either. But like, just saying, saying it the way you say it. Okay. You know, come first game in Boston this year, you're gonna get heckled more. It. You're gonna, gonna hear, hear it. it. And yeah, there. You know. Andrew Jones is a great example. He's come out and said when he plays at Fenway, there's been racial comments and stuff. And it's sad that it still happens. It sucks because it shouldn't be involved in any of the, any part of our lives, but it, it does happen. Um, so. Yeah. I mean, I, I think all of us know that the racism in this country is, it's a pretty big thing still. And um I'm sure LeBron has heard it in Boston. I'm sure he's heard it everywhere. I mean, everyone says Utah's fans are really racist too. That's and what I've heard. Oh, yeah. 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 We hear a lot of stories about Utah. Right. Fans. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think there's a problem with racism, obviously, but fan entitlement's another issue where fans think they can say whatever they want to the players. And that's just not how it works. It's so, I mean, worse with COVID. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. COVID literally enlightened the nasty in people it is crazy um so we talked about fan entitlement do you remember you guys remember in the playoffs with the the suns and the dallas mm-hmm. i mean oh, yeah the guy remember hitting, yep talking hitting like chris paul's like family and yeah. the, who they threw out it was like a 16 year old kid yeah yep but he he was an entitled it was like a his, it was his dad's tickets or something or whatever it was. But yeah, it's the entitlement that fans these days have. It's beyond crazy. Yeah. Um, but let's get out of that. We'll talk about more fun stuff like Kevin's jersey. That is hopefully a Kobe jersey. So I don't give him crap because he's wearing a Lakers jersey. Yes, it, it is. It is. It was Bomba Day at work. So I had a Kobe jersey. So this is before I knew Nike's jerseys ran super, super tight. Looks really great from <laughs> shoulders up, but from belly down, it is a struggle to breathe. Again, luckily I did my juice cleanse, so I will hopefully be able to get out of this by the end of this uh, podcast. If I'm not, uh, it's just going to live on me. If not, but, just go, go stand outside for like 10 minutes and sweat and you'll be fine. No, no, sweat makes it actually worse. It sticks more. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Ooh. So, but this is, but this, I, I love this. I like this jersey. 
because it has his number 24 on it. It was when Nike started to make the jersey. So that's why it's a size 48. I wear a size extra large in this. So literally, if it's perfectly like a glove when I don't have a T-shirt under it, when I have a T-shirt on it, I'm probably not going to be able to get it on. But that's why this is summer. And I, that's just why I wear them now. Uh, but yeah, that's the jersey today. Merritt, shout out to your Red Sox hat that we have on. Yeah, I'm wearing the 2013 World Series hat. Um, that was just appropriate since we're going to be talking about MLB and we got the home run derby going on behind us. So thought I'd wear that. And of course, the Red Sox jersey. Shout out to you. I love it. Leland, do you have a hat on? I do have a hat on. Um, oh, yeah. It's a WBU hat. I know oh, there you go. Yeah, it's also sweat stained because I wear it to the gym. So, you know. Oh, look at you. you. Can't work in the gym? Yeah, uh, not as much as I should be. But, yeah, <laughs> we're trying. Hey, it's all good. that's all that matters. That's all that yeah. matters for sure. You put in the effort. Uh, right. Kevin, new cards? Of course. I saw something so, on Instagram, but I scrolled through it really fast. So, I didn't really yes. pay too much attention. So, a couple cards for, for you, Merritt. I have A. 1997-98 certified worn shooting shirt trading card of Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Beckett graded. Woo. Also, PSA 9, 1989 North Carolina Michael Jordan Collegiate Collection in honor of you, Merritt. Love it. And then these next two are for you, Leland. Uh, how we started texting this week uh, to celebrate a WVU MLB All-Star. I got my Panini Prism Alex Manoa in his WVU oh, yeah. gear. Nice. And uh, Leland, I know you're a big Bengals guy. Yeah. I think we can think of a couple of WVU standouts that have played for the Bengals. So what I have right here is oh a 2004-2005 Top's Finest Moment, 216 of 299. Rookie card autograph by Mr. Chris Henry. That's nice. Fun. That's a good one. Yeah. He's the reason I'm a Bengals fan. Is it really? Oh, yeah. I didn't watch the NFL a whole lot when I was younger, but I love Chris Henry, and they drafted him, and I've been a Bengals fan ever since. Yeah, so I I, I got that one, and when uh, we found out that you were going to be on, I needed to bring this one out. So I, I had to put in a couple different bids for this guy. I lost this card three different times in the eBay auction. <laughs> once because I fell asleep and I forgot that I, he was on. Second time, the person – outbidded me at the last second by freaking 50 damn cents so then the third one i was like i cannot lose this one so i literally stayed and i kept increasing the bid by quarters until the end of the bid and i finally won it for a really great deal and i'm excited because so my wu card collection is getting really solid um so i was gonna ask you leland if there is a next W player I should get, who should I go for? I mean, if you want somebody you already have, I think Manoa is the strong choice. Yep. I, I would grab up as much of his stuff as you can. Beyond him, I mean, that's a tough one. I think that if you want an NFL player, you could go David Long. Oh, I, I got him. How many too. cards you'll have? I got him. I got him, got David Long. He's like a, a double where I got a, he's in college and a rookie. So nice. I have, okay. I got David Long. Uh, 
I, I'm trying to figure out who else is left. Yeah, here we go. David Long, Tennessee Titan, no huddle, and then college. That's cool. nice. I like yeah. him. He was great. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you want to go old school, I mean, the logo, go for Jerry West. I mean, we got – Probably already has it. Jerry <laughs> West, Beckett <laughs> graded. This is probably my highest, like, bidded card out of my whole collection. That's cool. So – you know, you yeah, could, you could go for a if you could find it a hot rod. Yep. Speaking of hot rod Hunley, we do have. <laughs> oh my god. We do have. Hold on. Autographed hot rod Hunley card as well. Great man. Yes, I, I, yep. Merritt, I'm trying to get you something special for your birthday. I'm trying to find you oh. this card. So keep it. Keep uh, your your eyes peeled Thank for you, that sir. one. Yes. But um, yeah. So I'm trying to figure out who's who am I missing? I don't know who else because my goal, Leland, is in in due time I'm gonna increase this WV collection and I just sell the whole WV collection as a whole present lot. I mean, you could do Tavon and sorry, I'm watching the home run derby. Alonzo's up. Pac Man's a good one. Okay. Um, okay. Because that's what I thought you were talking about when you said the Bengals. That was the first one that came to my mind was Pac Man Jones. I do have one Pac-Man because uh, I think he – didn't he start in, like, Tennessee? No. He started with the Bengals. Oh, Did he with the Bengals? Yeah, played with the Bengals and then went to the Titans. Yeah. Really? Is that I thought he, he got drafted by the, by, the, no, by, the, he, by the Titans. He and no. Henry were drafted a year apart from each other on yep. the same team after being best friends in college. Oh. Yeah. Because I, ha- I thought I have his first rookie that is – that is, he was a rookie for when he was with the Titans. Mm-mm. Oh, so I have been falsely. That's really heartbreaking. So I gotta get, I gotta get him on the Bengals instead, because that's why I got the Titans one, because I thought he was a rookie as a Titan. No, all right. So I need to fix that. So that will be one thing I will fix in my collection. <laughs> Another yeah. one that you may not be thinking of, um, Jeff Fosteller. Oh. oh, okay. And I also thought about what's his name. Mark Bulger was another one yeah, I was thinking. Bulger would be what a solid one. Who's who is the kid who played for the Raiders? Not not Carl, um, the linebacker. Uh, Nick Kwiatkowski. Yeah, on the Falcons now. Spoiler yeah. alert: He is on the way. I got his rookie card for a <laughs> solid price for the Bears. Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't think Bears. I and I I actually spoiler alert: I will show them when we're all together again. I won last night a Pat White lot autograph. So there's a couple when he was in college and when he was a rookie with the Dolphins. Yeah. So, yeah. You could go after Slayton's rookie card too, since he won Offensive Rookie of the Year that year. Ooh. Okay. I because I only have this Slayton one of his relic yeah. signed. So at least he's holding on to the ball in that picture. He is holding yeah. on to the ball in that picture. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out if there's any ones I'm missing. I even got like. One rare, I got Quentin Spain here too. When it, his rookie, he got undrafted. I got David Sills, Wesco, Will Greer. I got Stedman. I got Russell Douglas, Carl Joseph. So I'm just trying to think of who anybody that I'm seriously missing that like I that has been around that's been big. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I know we had more corners play in the league over the past um, few years, but I can't remember. Ellis Langster played for a while. He played for Oh, the yes. Um, Wait a minute. Isn't there like a 
Darius Raynaud. Oh, yeah. Played for the Titans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, like, Ryan Mundy. Wasn't he another big one? Yeah, Mundy played Mundy. for the Steelers for a while. Yeah. Okay. All right. For the Bears and the Steelers, oh, you, um, who used – Will – not Greer, but um, played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. As Will Johnson. Goal. Yeah, Will Johnson. Yep. That's, that's a good one. That's right a there. great one because I a, had – He's a great guy. Really, I had really class nice with him and his girlfriend. Now wife. And they would always, yeah, now wife. And they would always be late for class because they went to go get Chick-fil-A together because it would be their only time they could have, like, time together because they're, like, both athletes. Yeah, she was a gymnast and he was a, fo- a football player. Yeah, they're, they're a bond.com. I love yeah. it. All right, let's jump into talking baseball. Since baseball. We spent almost 45 minutes talking about everything else. <laughs> <laughs> See how little baseball means to us, Leland. Yeah, um, that's all right. I'm, that's I'm why Leland's our expert. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I want to start it off with: Did you see the so for the Celebrity All Star Game and the up and comers or whatever, however they the Rising Stars game? Yeah, the, the two tone jerseys. Yeah, I am looking for them. They're for which ones? So they're they're for both games. They they wore basically the same jersey mm-hmm. color scheme. One is like white with a turquoise blue, and the other is a white with a creamsicle orange. Creamsicle, why not I, so much. Not why am I totally like missing this? I know the All Star Game jerseys are like white and gold, or yeah. black and gold. Yeah. Okay, and this is for the celebrity game. Celebrity, yeah, celebrity game and the futures game. Yeah. Futures game jerseys. Let me, I need to Google this. Futures game. Watch this computer's gonna crash now. Don't <laughs> jinx it. All right, hold on. Here we go. While Kevin's oh. Googling that, um Pete Alonso just beat Ro- or Ronald Acuna Jr. So I just lost both my bets that I made because I bet on Acuna to win it. I was just gonna ask you what your derby bets were because I saw your text. So yeah. that answers that question. So yeah. No, sorry, Leland. Yeah. Sorry, Leland. Sorry, I'm cold. I haven't won a bet in weeks, so it's okay. It was expected. Oh, is is it like where like it's like one half is white and the other half is like blue? Yes. That's a very interesting thing they got going the, on there. This okay, creamsicle I orange one it. looks better. I think. Okay. Yeah. I definitely didn't hate it. They're different, no. and I like that. I like the I like I like something being different too. I'm with it. I would buy one jersey too. I wish I, I someone I saw tweet out there like I wish they would wear their normal jerseys again. Like yeah. you, home, you know, AL wears their white the the technical away jerseys or whatever you want to call it, and then the NL wears their home or away jerseys. Like whatever works, but I think that would be cool if they brought that back throughout. You know. NBA and MLB. That's just fun yeah, to watch. That was always cool. I do like this year's All-Star uniforms. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're the nicest uniforms they've had for an All-Star game maybe ever and at least a long time. They're simple. Um, it's Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think that's why I like them because especially for baseball, I like a simple uniform except for the Padres City Connect uniforms. Those are nice with the mm-hmm. um, pastel yes. colors. Those are really nice. Yeah. Those are definitely yeah. nice. All right. Like so that was going to lead to my next question. So you know how – I don't know when this changed, but 
the MLB, the all-star game used to have weight to it. It wasn't just a come in, we'll have everyone play, have some fun and give out an award at the end. It was whoever won had a home field advantage going into the world series. Would you want to see that again? Or do you, are you okay with what you're seeing as a product on the field now with the all-star game? I mean, I'm okay with it not meaning anything. I get why they tried to make it mean something, but all-star games suck. I, let's be real. All all-star games suck. The NBA all-star game is fun because the guys don't play defense and they just try to see how many points they can score. That's fun. Until like the last right. two minutes of the game was when they actually start playing. Right. But and like, that's when Kevin will text me to tell me to watch because yeah. I don't yeah. want to watch the other fucking 46 minutes. The Pro Bowl is miserable to watch. The NHL All-Star Game sucks, but the NHL All-Star Week is the best All-Star Week out of any sport because they do, like, the skills competitions and stuff. It's better than the NBA All-Star Week or All-Star Night stuff. And I think it's just because the stuff hockey players can do on skates with the puck is just insane. It's absolutely insane. So, I mean, of the All-Star Weeks, I think the NHL has the best one. I'd love to see the MLB do something like that with like a skills challenge or something. That'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know what that would be because in baseball, there just aren't as many options. But again, I, I do think that the NHL does the best week, but in reality, all all-star games are pretty boring to watch. So yeah. I'm fine with the MLB all-star game, not meaning anything. It, it's fine. Will I watch tomorrow night? Probably not. I'll probably catch highlights, but I, I probably won't sit and watch the entire game. I, the home run derby is different. I watch the derby every year just because it's the derby. Everyone watches it. But, um, yeah, overall, I can, all-star games are whatever to me. Yeah. I did yeah. like, I did like I when they had it originally. Like, you had to f- actually show up and fight. But, like you're saying, it's kind of boring. You know, after yeah. a few innings of it, you're you're just lobbing it in. You're not really trying to do anything. And also, if your team say like the Yankees, you don't want your players getting hurt. Mm-hmm. So I can understand that. Um, I will. I do like the NHL though, because they do like the three on three. I like that better. That's cool to watch. When they yeah. change that up and they're like, okay, we're doing three on three, not what nine on like seven on seven, whatever it was typically for a hockey game like that's cool to watch in my opinion so um what about you kevin uh i mean you know i had no idea until today that that the all-star game didn't mean anything for baseball so that's how much i know about baseball out here y'all but yeah i mean again leland mentioned it all-star games they're rather just supposed to be about the spectacle than actually about the actual sports. So, you know, give me the glitz and give me the glam. And then after a couple minutes, I'm probably going to change the channel. Let's be real. Um, I like how the NBA has been trying to spice it up. Their all-star Saturday is going to have to be thrown out of, into the garbage and completely reworked. I think we talked about that merit on the podcast when that, when that happened. That's got to go to the garbage. I did see some of the NHL. I'm happy that they're on a channel that we can all watch again. So kudos to ESPN for putting up the money and getting 
NHL back on their networks because let's face it, I didn't watch NHL because it took me forever to find the damn NBC Sports Network and it's too much work for me. So the fact that ESPN has the NHL, I'm with it. And baseball home run derby is a staple every year. It's probably the most exciting part of an all-star weekend. And then, you know, honestly, they should just play flag football for the NFL because it's rather a waste of everyone's time. They shouldn't even have an all-star game for football. I just want to see them play dodgeball. Yes. I would rather watch them play dodgeball to watch them. Yeah. Have them play dodgeball, do the little bench press challenge. Don't, don't play football. It's not worth it. So I I just saw something on Twitter and it's crazy to me. Um, how did a former $72 million NBA center turn into a drug lord? So, while some players retire and begin second careers as businessmen or TV analysts, seven-year NBA vet uh, Nikola Pekovic turned to a world of crime. Ooh. He used to be the center on the Timberwolves for yeah, years. I know the name. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Nikola Petrovic? Yes. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, he was good, and now he's a drug lord. Holy shit! Well, now he no, now he now now plays professional bas- uh, basketball overseas, but like for three years, apparently he was a drug lord. Well, that's good. I mean, gotta do what you gotta do. I, I guess so. That's the definition of hustle, right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, One other thing on the All Star um, thing that just popped in my head. One of the most exciting all-star events, and you guys are going to look at me like I'm crazy, the NASCAR all-star race is actually really exciting because they're all racing for a million dollars. So they're just spinning each other out in the final laps and stuff. It's actually a blast to watch. Oh, I got to check that out. It is actually fun to watch. That one, I will give you, that is a good race. Yeah. Um, And it's also not as long as a normal race. So it holds your attention a little bit better. I would have to say, though, I agree with Kevin. NBA is probably the worst all-star. I don't even consider the NFL because they don't do anything. NBA is the worst by far. I think the MLB has the best celebrity-style stuff. When they have the celebrity off softball game, that is always fun to watch. It is, yeah. I, I do enjoy. It. I mean, I like the celebrity basketball game too. It, it's fun mm. to watch. Yeah, the celebrity Especially when you have guys on there that you don't expect to be really good that turn out to be really, really good players. Was That's it, fun. It was like the de- Department of Education or something. The guy, yeah. Yeah. all of a the sudden, they're like, like, yeah, and they're like, play. oh yeah, he he was a four year starter at like a D one, a small D one college. You're going, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. he could play. Nah, he was good. Um, so I have another note here. Home run derby tonight. We are watching it. Leland's watching it. I don't even know who's winning. As Soto's up, I think. Jose um or Julio Rodriguez has hit the most so far. Jose Ramirez. Is that he's 15? only hit 15. He hit three off the left foul pole, like banked it off the foul pole. I've never seen anyone do wow. that. Wow. At least that's consistent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Pete Alonso beat Ronald Acuna Jr. And then after this, it's Pujols and Kyle Schwarber. So oh, that'll after be a, 
that one actually be a lot, a lot of fun to watch those two go at it. Yeah. Schwarber's a power hitter. Mm-hmm. And I, I'd like to see the Bulls win. That'd yeah. be cool. Me too. You got like a chain or something in a ring. Yeah. If they win, they were all, yeah. they were saying something about that. So that's pretty cool. Um, all right. So we did kind of mention this, but out of the teams that are, you know, in the MLB, who do you guys think will be our two teams that are in the World Series and who wins it? I mean, if you're looking at the two best teams, it's the Yankees and the Dodgers. And that'd be great for TV ratings and stuff. I won't watch a second of that World Series if it's those two teams. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm a Braves fan. They won last year. I'd love to see them win it again. And they do have the team to win it again. The Mets are good. I, I hate the Mets, but the Mets are good, especially if Scherzer's on for the rest of the season because he's been unhittable so far. So, I mean, they need to stay healthy. If the Mets yeah. can make it, they have to stay healthy. Yeah, absolutely. And there are other teams that could definitely make some noise. I mean, I, the Cardinals are always around, and I don't love the Cardinals either, but they're always around. So, I mean, there are a lot of teams that are, can win it, but the Yankees and the Dodgers are almost untouchable right now. So we may be headed to the two biggest cities in the country, uh, biggest media markets in the country facing off against each other. Well, that'll be so much fun. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'll enjoy it because as a, you know, Yankees fan deep down at heart, even though I will only watch when like they're in the World Series, that would be great because I would just love New York City to win something again. You know, we were so close with the Rangers almost making it to the Stanley Cup. And then, you know, the Knicks had their amazing postseason run to a home court advantage and then to just be just killed by Trey Young. And then Julius Randle regresses tremendously. New York football is completely irrelevant because they're both awful. Even though, you know, Jet fans, hey, Zach Wilson is, you know. Hi, your mom. You know, he's doing what he does. So I'm going to say. So I think the Jets could be, you know, have an improved season. Same with the Giants. I'm hopeful. But, you know, give us our, give me your New York Yankees all day. Let's, let's throw the parade for them. And, you know, we'll rock it out. I know you guys will both hate that. But again, I'm born and raised in this tri-state area. Yankees, I grew up with number two being the GOAT. So, yeah, that's my, my thought. Don't get me started on Jeter being the GOAT. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I have a lot no. of Derek Jeter opinions. Ken Griffey um, Jr. is, in my opinion, the best baseball player to ever play this game. I do, I mean, that's a that's a hell of an argument because I love Kate, uh, Ken Griffey too. So Yeah, I like Ken Griffey. I, I respect Jeter. I will respect him, but I do not like Red him. Red Sox fan. <laughs> hey. I, I had somebody, so my new boss at work, he's from New York originally. And we're talking, and he's like, Oh, so what are you, you know, you're from New Hampshire. Do you like all the Boston teams? I'm like, well, yeah, considering there's no professional sports teams in the state of New Hampshire at all. He goes, Oh, so you're a Red Sox fan. I go, Oh, yeah. Red Sox, Celtics, Patriots, Bruins, though I don't really care about hockey that much. He's like, How about those Yankees? I go, I hate them. 
If anyone asked me my two, the two teams I hated the most, it'd be the Yankees and the Lakers. And he goes, all right, who's number one. I go, Oh, the link, the, the Yankees by a long shot. I could never <laughs> in a million years, if someone gave me 10 hundred, like hundreds of millions of dollars to put a Yankees Jersey on, I'd burn it straight up. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't. It's too I, hard. Uh, this will be the hottest take that I'll probably ever drop on this podcast. All right, here we go. Everybody listen up. If Derek Jeter plays for anyone but the Yankees, he's an average at best shortstop. Wow. I'll give you he that. Had no defensive range. It, his throws made him look like he had range. He had a good arm, great arm. He was a pretty good hitter, but not a great hitter. It, he, he was on the Yankees and he got famous for a couple plays and everyone thinks he is so much better than he actually is. Very overrated. Okay. That's going to be the next clip on our uh, Instagram chat. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Even put my username in there and tell people to come at me. Your username will be on there. That was great. That was great. I need need more material for the Instagram. So Leland, I appreciate you giving it to me, sir. Absolutely. That is is straight fantastic right there. Uh, Yeah, I have to, I have to say that I I saw a video today. It was people outside Fenway Park. The guy's like, who's the most hated Yankee of all time? A Rod, A Rod, A Rod. Some guy goes Judge. I'm like no one cares about Judge. He's just a massive human being that hit the ball, so it's fine. Don't really care about him. And someone goes, I respect Jeter, but I hate him. And then Boston fans basically created a petition because they have Derek Jeter's like bio, like last dance, like Michael Jordan did, coming out soon. And it was on the green monster and <laughs> Boston fans rioted. And they had, I don't know if it's still up. I, I saw something that they were trying, they were going to remove it. Um, but it was up during the Yankees Red Sox series last week. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, Leland, this is more of a question for you because Kevin doesn't probably doesn't know who this man is, but. Uh, is this this Manfield guy? Isn't he the commissioner? Yes. Well, really, you put that two, two and two together when it says commissioner in the sentence with him. Well, I mean, I would hope he's the damn commissioner because then why the hell would you put it there? Well, he's a joke of a commissioner. Yes, he is. He's I do. Than, I have. I've heard he sucks a lot. He's worse than Roger Goodell, which is yeah. really hard to do. And yeah, oh, yeah. Roger so, Goodell loves football. Rob Manfred does not like baseball. No, mm. he's made this. It's harder and harder for people to care about the game. Yeah, yeah. Games are longer. Sure, games are longer, but you can't do things like put a man on second base during extra innings or something like that. Like just everything that Manfred does, it's just seen to me. Everything leaves a bad taste in my mouth, and it just feels like he has a disdain for the game that he's the commissioner of, and that then- it's not good. They want to move it so that all players have to stay within like a certain parameter of where they're allowed to play. Yeah. So if a ball gets hit right up the middle between second and short, there's you don't know who's going to be able to get it. It's like, oh, it's right, right, kind of like on your line. It's on my line. Like, what do we do? Like, no, that's 
Yeah, I, I'm all for getting rid of the shift. I hate the shift, or maybe you only have a certain number of times you can shift in a game. I'm all for that because I, I think the shift makes things very boring because you're putting an extra guy in right or left field. It's just, it's not worth it. Can, can, I'm sorry. You lost me at whatever the hell this shifting is. Can you, I'm sorry. Can you describe to me what the can hell this that be, even means? This has to be a clip too, because this is a uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know what the, Shift what? That you shift shift key on the keyboard? What are you talking about? <laughs> a shift in baseball is like taking the shortstop and putting him in um like where the second baseman would normally stand. Okay. And then taking the second baseman and pushing him back into the outfield. So it's basically loading up one side of the field for somebody who pulls the ball a lot. Now, there's an argument for okay, if it's a lefty who pulls the ball to right field all the time. Why can't he just slap a ball out to left field? Well, I or I, I'm with you there, but it also just takes away from the game, and that's why you have games taking longer, and, and maybe not taking longer, but it's it just it's making the game easier for the defense, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because baseball has always been all about making the game easier on the offense for the past thirty years or so. So I don't disagree with the shift. I don't like it. And I don't like that you can do it as many times as you want. If they say they gave them three shifts per game, that's perfect. That's all you need to do. So a lot of times what the MLB front offices are doing are trying to fix problems that don't really need fixed. And look at the COVID season, shortening double headers to seven innings. Why? They did that Why all do you- the way up until last year. Right. What was the purpose? Putting a runner on second base during extra innings. Why? Why do you need to do that? You don't. And it's just the integrity of the game. And I'm passionate about this because baseball is my favorite sport. I I love baseball. Which is why we have you for this. Kevin doesn't know shit about baseball. (laughs) Not a wink. it, It is the sport that I love more than any other sport. So, like when you have a commissioner and when you have people in the front office who are more worried about speeding up the game, which the game needs sped up. I'm not denying that. I think the pitch clock is a great addition. Mm. I I absolutely do. I think limiting mound visits the way they have great addition, but that's not the biggest problem with why younger people aren't watching baseball. The biggest problem with why younger people aren't watching baseball is what I said in the beginning of the podcast. You can't market your young players. That's the biggest issue. And you have so many fun, exciting players that could be compared to an NBA player or an NFL player with a lot of personality. Fernando Tatis Jr., Shohei Otani, Manny Machado. I mean, I could sit here and name them all day. The tall, guy, the tall dude on the Pirates. Yeah, O'Neill Cruz. Yeah. He throws the hardest from shortstop that anyone has ever thrown. I mean, there are so many cool young players that people just don't know. Because baseball does such a bad job of reaching the younger generation and reaching them in a meaningful way, the way the NBA does it. And there's a lot to be said about what the NBA did in inner cities and things like that, that help grow the popularity. And baseball has started to do that. I think if you're looking at the next 10 years or so, you're going to see more guys playing baseball from the U.S. than you have in the past. Because the MLB did a lot to reach people in cities to reach um, underprivileged youth, things like that. Baseball did a great job. 
So I do think you're going to see a bit of a resurgence in the popularity of baseball, but it didn't need to stagnate for the last 10, 15 years the way it has. You just needed people in the front office that understand how these things work. Yep. I agree well said. One. Well said. Now I know about the shift. I fully appreciate y'all. Oh boy. <laughs> I mean, there, I'm not going to lie to you. There is a lot of other stuff that you mentioned that I didn't know about, but I'm not going to say it because the people are going to make fun of me. So yeah. Kevin, Kevin, we all make fun of each other. It's okay. Well, I know, Merritt. Yes. Don't worry. It is okay. Um, so because this is a all West Virginia podcast tonight, like it normally is. Um, yep. Leland, my first question for you, are you going to remember the game? Yes. Are you sure? No. I am positive. I will. Okay, because Kevin and I basically said that you won't remember it and you're going to have to watch it about five times like to remember to kind of realize what happened. I have a philosophy, and that is for very, very big games, I remember them. Okay. So, pit game, I will definitely be sober enough to remember. The Virginia Tech game, which I'm also going to, I have to be sober enough to remember because my hotel is an hour away. Oh, oh. No. Don't have a choice there. I'm going to have to drive. How close are we to the hind? To whatever field now. Yeah. Oh my God. We got to figure out the, the biggest thing. So we have a place to stay yep. for our two nights that we're there because we're going to stay with you down in Morgantown and West Virginia. We fully State, appreciate, which we appreciate all of this because this has all just been a clusterfuck of trying to get it all put together. Um, we're staying with you in Pittsburgh, which is awesome. Just don't step on my head and Kevin, don't foam at the mouth. Well, actually, foam I mean, at the mouth because it's really funny. I kind of want that to happen. I kind of need that to happen. So yeah. we need a, we need like a ten year apart picture. So can yes. you you need to do it? Um, All right. Well, <laughs> just have a bunch of high noons on deck, and that will absolutely happen for you guys. Oh, oh, we can make that happen. Um, yep. We just gotta figure out where we're parking and tailgating. So parking, we don't have to worry because we'll be able to park at the hotel. Right. So that'll be good tailgating so this is going to sound blasphemous but one of my good buddies that i work with is a pit season ticket holder so we'll probably be able to tailgate with them he's a good dude he's he's a very (laughs) self-deprecating pit fan yeah what oh man dropping the bomb right now over we were tailgating with pit fans right now time out Tyler, you have dropped <laughs> two bombs tonight, and that is the worst out of them all. That was like a nuclear bomb. Oh, wow. Okay. It'll be, It'll be good. And I know a bunch of WVU fans going to, so, yeah. I mean, we're going to have plenty of – and our hotel's near a bunch of bars and stuff, so we'll be good to go. It, we won't have anything to worry about tailgating-wise. So, if I don't know if you listened to our episode a few weeks ago when – I don't remember. I texted Doc <laughs> – during the podcast, he's gonna be there. Yeah, yeah. Gonna, we need to. We we gotta make a point to see if we can randomly see him and get a oh, photo. Oh, I'm calling him repeatedly yeah. until he answers my phone call. Yeah, I don't even yeah, care I, if he yells at me. Yeah. Yes, it's gonna be amazing. I'm excited for this. I've I've already got the time off in. I you know, I'm ready. And, and Leland, it's funny. So I'm going to the brawl and I'm literally coming 
right back the next weekend with the rents because we're going to be at opening day at home. Nice, nice. A night game against Kansas. That, yeah. That'll be good. good. I can't believe oh, playing Kansas that early. Yeah, I know. It's weird. Scheduling yeah. is super weird. Yeah, so Leland, you're going to just have to let me know where you're going to be so yep. that uh, I'll bring Mama Cueva and my dad. Hopefully, my dad, you know, they're all about it. When they when they come to Morgantown to, like, tailgate it up, they, they're super excited for it. So okay. I'm with it. Nice. I, I'm pumped. That'll be fun. Yeah. That'll be awesome, dude. Uh, I'm excited for this. This is going to be one hell of a trip. And Leland, Kevin and I were talking about it last week. And it sounds like I've got one of my other buddies and my brother-in-law who's coming with us to the pit game. Yeah. On producer board, Andrew. Our producer, Andrew, um, to do a football game, not just West Virginia, but go to a random football game somewhere else in the country for other teams. So it's like maybe we go to Georgia one week, one year, and it does not have to be Georgia, Alabama, Georgia, South right. Carolina. It could be Georgia and versus Georgia Southern. I yeah. don't care. Yeah. But like, I think we should start that type of tradition of, okay, leave on a, you know, leave on like a Thursday night, hang out there Friday, go to the game Saturday and back home by Sunday afternoon. Yeah. That deal. That'd be cool. Um, I mean, honestly, we just pick, we just put states in a hat. We pick it. Yeah. I'm like, all right, oh. boom. Yeah. We're going, we're going, we're going to, uh, we're going to Boise State for the, for, uh, <laughs> That would be so fun. If uh, I do want to hit Ole Miss, I'm a closet Ole Miss. Oh, we were we were talking about that. We're like, we need to go to the Grove. Yeah, we have to go there. I want to go to Forest down there. Oh, I want to go, um, really to Auburn. I heard that's a good spot to go. Um, I've been on campus at Auburn. Campus is insanely nice. I've never seen a game there though. I can tell you one place I don't need to go, and I don't think any of us want to go, is Texas uh, for to UT. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie; I would like to see Texas once. Yeah. It is it's a beautiful state. It's massive. First off, yeah. it is a huge, huge stadium. The tailgating is horrible because I it's that. yeah, it's just mini parking lots with a lot of roads running through it. Mm. Um, so that's tough, but. If we did do Texas, I just have to text an old season ticket holder and we can go hang out with him and wear West Virginia gear or wear whatever gear you want, and he wouldn't care. So that'd be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. I mean, I I would be down to do anything down south. I just feel like I would love to feel the energy down there and feel the power yeah. of what they do offer a regular Saturday. So South Carolina, I heard is my buddy went there and he said it's crazy clemson yeah ridiculous. but we have uh we have like family friends that uh live like the town over from clemson and they said it's just their saturday they nobody around because they're all over at clemson yeah i still remember Utah's another one i want to hit i've tried to go uh utah Ooh. oh yeah my buddy's season ticket holder there Nice. And he he loves it. He goes back. He lives in Minnesota, but he goes back almost every weekend for games. Um, ASU, and if we ever did, uh, if we ever did California for UCLA or uh, USC, USC uh, yeah. I mean, we have my we have my house that we have over in California, so Ooh. we stay with my sister. So that's go access to, there. 
Oregon. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. That's a, that's a 100% like top 10 right there. It has to be done. Um, oh, my niece is now a division one volleyball player for them. Really? Cool. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. Good. So I shout out to her. Shout out to my niece, Maya. She. I thought you were going to forget her name for a second. So, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I got really nervous that I was about to also. But she worked her tail off. Like, she, I remember in the beginning, she had, like, a whole spreadsheet of all the colleges that she reached out to. Like, she was actually going to come out east for some camps. But then coaching uh, changes happened. And literally at, like, the 11th hour, got in touch. Someone from her club volleyball team got in touch with uh, the coach from Oregon, who was, like, an assistant head coach there. They got they brought uh my niece to campus and pretty much they're like, yo, we want you as our one of our players to recruit. She signed and she's gonna be playing at Oregon. Uh my cousin keeps sending me all these photos of like when they got toured, the there's they're doing camps out there. So super proud of her. She earned she earned her spot for the team. She's probably they said that she's possibly the shortest division one athlete ever which i think is hilarious so shout out to her but yeah she's over in oregon so i could be able to see her is she gonna be a a freshman this year she's gonna be a freshman this upcoming year so because i just went on their website and they don't have anyone named maya on there yet yeah probably you'll probably see it soon cool that's awesome dude yeah that's awesome yeah i found that out because by uh my cousin's like, hey, I need you to keep this a secret. We didn't announce it to the rest of the family, but it's pretty sure that we're here on the campus right now. I'm texting you. We're in the office and that Maya is about to commit to the University of Oregon. And I'm like, holy shit, that's so cool. That's a cool, that's going to be a really cool feeling. Yeah. She's going to get so much swag. So uh, for the athletes, which I didn't know, so pretty much any of their exclusive Jordans, they get they're not allowed to keep them right. every season. They get taken from the coaching staff and locked up in the season and they can't take it until they graduate. Right. Yeah. They, they brought that up um, with the football players because the football players were wearing like the uh, Jordan fives with the, duck yeah, the logo customs on they're it. selling it. And none of the players, you know, they, they showed them. They're like, we can wear these to the game one game a year. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then they get locked into a locker with our name on it. And if we leave, if we get drafted, you know, we get them. If we graduate, we get them. Yeah. So it's kind of a cool incentive. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, and, sh- and shout out to Oregon football for, you know, what happened this past weekend with yeah. Spencer Webb. Terrible. Yeah. So, thoughts and prayers out to his family and everything. That, that is extremely sad and the worst part was is like the next day i was literally on TikTok, like scrolling through tiktok and it was all of his videos i'm going this can't be the real him click on the link yep it was the real him i'm like oh my god yeah i just can't that's super sad, sad. The kid kid and talented kid oh yeah you could you know you forego the, the nfl this year because he wanted to go back to eugene to do one, go one more time, and uh, yeah. this is what happens. It's super sad, but yeah. Kevin, I'm throwing this over to you because we brought this up the other day. We talked about it. 
Give us your best beach tale from this weekend. From this weekend. So, like, I'll be honest. So, for those that follow me on the Instagram, I love to have my beach chronicles and channel them. It was not as eventful as a normal beach chronicles, to be oh, truly sad. honest. This That's is only this is probably my second Beach Chronicles of the year. Been busy. And of course, the days I get off, it rains. Shout out to Jersey for treating me like this. But so I would say the best Beach Chronicles I had. So all of a sudden, this family pulls up seven of them and they plop their stuff down in front of where people have their things. So, you know, beach etiquette, you know, you leave your stuff there to have your spot. If you see you know, chairs and things laying around, you give them some space. Not this family. They pulled up. They had the little guy that brings the umbrella, put the umbrella right on top. And then they decided to put up this huge turtle shell of like a tent. And then another like eight people came and they're all in this tent. I'm like, how are you going to fit all these people in this tent? There's like 16 of them in this tent. And we're all like, oh, I don't God. even know what to do. Then they put up like all these umbrellas all the way on the beach and then there's these two girls that were like looking like oh my god they're really just took up all this space right now and we were perfectly fine and then the family came back i guess they just went to go get like food to eat lunch and they're like what the hell just happened here and then one of the girls had to break it to them hey they just like dropped their stuff like in front of yours i'm so sorry and then they go what the fuck do i say to them like i don't even know what to do so they like moved their stuff back so they can have their personal space back. And that was like the equivalent of like my best beach tales from the beaches adventures that I had this weekend. I wish it was more eventful. I did share on my Instagram if anybody saw a couple years back my one of my favorite beach tales, which is a mother and a daughter uh, out with their co-worker uh, out for a beach day. And the co-worker is trying to go ahead and pretty much pimp out the young girl daughter and get Snapchats and Instagrams for her, which was hilarious. Wow. You guys want to see that? Check out my Instagram. I'll be on my Beach Chronicles stories. But yeah, that's my beach. I hope I'm trying to go to the beach this weekend. Uh, we'll see if I can get anything good, but we'll see what happens. I like it. I like it. Kevin, did, did we miss anything tonight? Anything we uh, want to talk about? I Pujols is not moving on, Leland. He uh, did not fare so well, I don't mm. think. Did he? I, he might have actually moved on. Oh, God. No, oh, they're reaction, celebrating. He did. They're yeah. celebrating. The first, time he out, he had, one. the first time out, he only had one home run. Yeah, he started off real slow, but he ended up turning it on. He finished with 13, I think, and Schwarber just hit 12. Shout out to freaking Pujols, man. Good for him. This is, yeah. I think, his fifth home run derby. Yeah. It, where is he on the Cardinals? Yeah. Yeah. He's back with the Cardinals. He went back with the Cardinals. All right. Yeah. Good for his, him. And the, yeah, his contract, he was a free agent, right? This year, or did he yeah. get traded? No, I think he signed with the Cardinals for his last year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think if there's anything that I would like to mention for this one, Leland, I don't know if you've kept up with our best Virginia team. Do you have any thoughts for our? Best Virginia TBT team. They start up this weekend. I'm excited. Sunday they're going to be playing. What are your thoughts on our WV team? Yeah, I'm always excited to watch Best Virginia play. I mean, 
the guys that are on the team are mostly the guys that, I mean, a lot of us had class with when we were in school. These are guys we know. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's cool to see them playing. Um, I think the team can be pretty good. They're missing a big guy. That's the one thing that they're going to be missing. And we had the guy that played for Ohio State, and I can't think of his name right now off the top of my Caleb head. Caleb Wesson. Yes. Wesson had to like pull out at the last minute. So last I saw, they were still looking for a replacement. I don't know if we've got anyone. Um, it'd be nice to get like Gabe Osaboy into play or something like that. But um, we'll see what happens. I I thought the team last year should have made it farther than they did, but they still represented the state well. And I mean, it, it's exciting to see. I can't wait for Sunday night. That'll be a nice little end to the week there to relax and wind down watching them hopefully win. So yeah, I'm pumped for it. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, from what I last heard, their last person they may have added would have been Trayvon Myers, which they needed an extra guard. Cool. I definitely yeah. think they need a big guy to go ahead and go up against those guys, against the other te bigger teams. I was hoping for Gabe as well because I know they were trying to get him mm -hmm. uh, via Twitter, reaching out to him. But I like the team that we have. The fact that we got Ebanks to play is exciting. That's and they huge. Taught, yeah, the fact that they got him to play, I think is going to be super awesome with him, Paige, you know, Jawan Staten, Kevin yeah. Jones, Flowers. I like what they have that they're building. And I like the, the two new guys they brought on, the, the Tanner McGrew guy. I saw some highlights yeah. of him. Uh, he's going to be playing. And then Jamel Morris, who played with us last year yeah. in Fairmont State, I think he's going to – he helped us win a game last year too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, he's all. So I, I think I think this is the year we can get out of the region. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know how how we can fare against the other teams. I haven't had a chance to see too much of them play. I've saw some highlights of others. But, you know, I, I think it's exciting to see them getting back together I hope they continue to get these teams together, whether they play in it or not, they get more of the alumni to come. Mm -hmm. And one guy that I'm really shocked that is on this team, uh, D'Angelo Hunter, he transferred from the program. So that kind of gives me a little bit of hope that we might, maybe we can get a couple more of those guys that may have left our program. And if they, you know, left in a decent standing, then maybe they can play for this best Virginia team to continue the tradition. Majority um, of them left on really bad terms because they burnt every bridge. Yeah, like which Aaron. is which happens like most like most of them. Like so Aaron, Aaron Harris did that or whatever. Yeah, that and was a bad one. Then you had Dan Jennings who did the exact same thing. Yeah, I remember that one infamously when he just left the bench that day. I but, yeah, we're, I think I was at that game. I'm sitting there going, "Did you just leave?" Yep. Everyone's kind of doing all the same thing. We're all kind of looking back and forth at each other. And it's like, he just left, didn't he? And then Turk had to go in. I was like, oh, crap. We'll Good. see. We'll see. I think I know they invited Turk to play oh my God, uh, on one great. of the podcasts. They just yeah. said it just had to work out with timing because, you know, he's doing other things and not playing as much ball. He, yeah. He signed a new contract with the team in Turkey. Oh, good yeah. for him. I was yeah. I wasn't sure if he was still playing. Yep. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I hope they do some good things. I do like their new jerseys that they have because it's a reminiscence of the so nice. Pitsnoggle days. Yep. So yeah, they're very cool. 
I wish they would stop playing in Charleston. I hate the Civic Center. It's trash. Bring yeah. it to Morgantown, play in Fairmont Station, play in the Coliseum, get out of Charleston. I agree. They need yeah. a, they need a better venue yeah. or, or just somewhere maybe a little more easier to get to because Charleston's mad far. Yep. They just if they could just play in Morgantown at the Coliseum, the fan base you would drive for that is bigger than what you're gonna get in Charleston. Hell. Not even just like the Coliseum, put it in freaking University High. Yeah, their gym is practically oh, that's their gym true. is practically like a freaking D one gym. Put yep. us in University High, we'll pack the stadium, no problem. Yep. They'll make so much money because they have all the hotels in Morgantown that they can use for all those extra teams. Come on, TBT, get your ish together. Put it yep. in Morgantown. All right, well, you need to get on. The, their podcast and tell John Flowers that. Yeah, <laughs> I will do my best. Maybe we can. Maybe I can work on if we do we can do a trade. I go on their podcast. We get Kevin Jones on ours. Woo, that'd be fun. I'm also, yeah, but, but you know, one of the guys that works for them, so you would actually mm-hmm. it'd probably you it probably more or less you on there. I gotta see if he still on the trade if he still does it for him. But um, I'll reach out to him. The one thing I'm going to try to do for before our, we our trip to. Pittsburgh is we all know that there's going to be one infamous West Virginia alumni there that played on the football team. We all know he's probably going to be there doing his own podcast and his own stuff. Oh, Oh, 100%. I'm sliding into that man's DMS for the next five weeks, six weeks, whatever it is to try to get him to just, Show up. Do a, a three-minute interview real quick. Can you just do like a two-second high? Like, what's up? Like, that's I it. I would really like to take a picture with him. If that can be possible, that would be amazing. Because let's be real. He's probably going to he'll check out the game, but he's going to need to fly to wherever WWE SmackDown is to go announce. Yep. That's true. So, but it's a Thursday night game. So, he might be good. Very possible. But he might like have to leave early. But then again, he's Pat Mac. He can do whatever the hell he wants. The dude's gonna be drunk. Anyone cares? I know. Facts. I'm definitely gonna reach out to him though, so that we need to start sliding into that man's DMs. All right, All right. I do have a trivia for you guys. It's baseball related. So Kevin, you might not get this. Um, <laughs> most likely not. Who holds the record for the most valuable player awards in MLB history? Hank Aaron. No. Would you say, Kevin? Now, is this like regular season MVP? Yes, this is MVP. Not not the World Series or ALCS or NLCS stuff. Are you allowed to say if it's a pitcher or like a skill player? Or is that going to give it away? No, I won't give it away. I just got to figure out if how he. Yeah, he was a skill player. Okay. Most MVPs. It's Babe Ruth if you're saying it like that. No? no. Are you thinking more mod? Is it more modern era? He played technically in the modern era, but he. What if his, it was like majority Calvin of his career? No, nope, the majority of his career was earlier in like the '90s and early 2000s. Oh, Barry Bonds. There you go. 
Yeah. Wow. That's why I see it. it's hard go. to say yeah. position if, if he was a skill player because really he played first base, but uh, he played outfield for the majority of his career. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's yeah. why that's what I meant by skill player. Is he like a pitcher or is he going to be like the yeah. somebody in the field? Yeah, yeah. Barry Bonds ha- holds the most, and the man is never going to probably touch the uh, the Hall of Fame, which is complete and total bullshit because he's probably the best hitter of all time. Steroids yeah. can't teach you how to hit. No. They can make you a bit farther, but they can't teach you how to hit. That's no, a fact. Not at all. That is very true. All right, Kevin. Let's get out of here. All right. Outro time. First off, I want to thank our guest, Leland. Leland, it's always a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Is this number, number three? Number five? Or no. Two wrestling. This is number four. Number yeah. four. Number four. Yeah. So number four podcast out here, episode 41. We appreciate your time. Again, your baseball expertise, because Lord really knows Mary can't carry the baseball expertise by himself because I don't know shit about baseball. And I learned about something called a damn shift today. So Which thank you for that. already forgotten about. No, I do semi-remember it. So <laughs> appreciate you, Leland. You're the best out here. Leland, you have any socials you want people to follow you at? I mean, you can follow me on Twitter at Leland Reed. Um, you can fight with me on Instagram about Derek Jeter. It's Leland Reed 10. Kevin will tag Perfect. me. Um, yep. Anyone wants to argue, bring it on. There you go. It's so, a losing effort. I'll tell you if that you, much. If you, if you want some more hot takes, go ahead and keep on listening to us on all of your platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. We're all there. If you want to watch us, check us out on our YouTube page, The Manly Musings Podcast. Feel free to reach out to us at our Instagram, The Manly Musings Pod, which I wanted to give an update. Shout out to us, 117 followers. So Yay. let's get it. So we're trying to get it. I'd love to get to 200 at some point. So, you know, making moves one step at a time. Follow Merritt at his Instagram, Merritt underscore P. Follow me at kquava624. And we shall see y'all next week. Yeah, I guess so. Bye, y'all.